Hey everybody, it is 4 o'clock Eastern on Tuesday, which means it's time for the Monster Maverick Show. And thanks all for coming, even despite the lack of notifications, because I started the stream a little bit, like, 30 seconds too late. <laughs> uh, so, you know, with MSP Waves, you uh, the way Rondon has it set up is, uh, you know, between, like, 15 minutes and 5 minutes before the start of your show, you start streaming, and then the whatever bot that's looking for the stream picks that up and then automatically tweets and sends messages to various discord servers and all that kind of stuff so i missed all that because i was on another call and got distracted so uh at least i i remembered to check my uh my audio settings and my video settings so that it actually pick up the things after i hung up on the on the previous call so hey progress right <laughs> i'm not the complete worst dj ag's still the worst that's uh that's something that i can hang my hat on but uh, it has been another week. Uh, it has been an eventful week. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff that's going on. So we got a few people trickling in. We got Anarchist. We got Addicted. We got Inertia. We got Juno Kyo, which, uh, welcome. I don't think we've seen you before. Uh, Kazrak, Paco Limited, Rondon, Randolph. Uh, welcome all. So, usual stuff to start the show. Uh <sighs> You know, I was talking with Gerber uh, this past week, and we have... <laughs> I'm a good number two. <laughs> number two worst. As long as I'm number two, not number one worst, then I'm good. Uh, you know, it's all about where you are relative to everything else. Nothing is absolute. I actually made that point on uh, on Twitter uh, a few days ago. Someone was talking about poverty and, and whatever. I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> even though the, you know, the poor people of today, at least in industrialized countries... Uh, you know, they have air conditioning, they have refrigerators, they have cars, they have TVs, and all that kind of stuff. On an, uh, on an absolute level, they're doing fine. Uh, on a relative level, it still sucks. And that's how the human brain is wired, is how you are in the relative social hierarchy. So it doesn't really matter that, uh, that life, is on, life is good at an absolute level, because there's always going to be a relative loss. But uh, as long as I'm relatively winning compared to aggro, then I'm good. <laughs> so it's... Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was talking to, to, to Gerber this past week uh, in our Deck 101. You know, we've got some private administrative uh, rooms. And um, yeah, so we've got some exciting stuff coming. It's going to be a while. Uh, you know, Gerber's working on D-City. They're rolling out an update, uh, which they uh, which actually posted about today. Hold on. Let's talk about that for a second. So uh, let's copy this and go there. So this is a post uh, they put out uh, two hours ago. And, um, you know, so it's, fu it's fun little tweaks that have been added where uh, you can customize the way your city looks uh, a lot more. In fact, I'll even share with you something that I haven't really published yet. I made a video about this new feature. And you can check it out here. It's, it's not listed. It's... Uh, but, uh, you know, I just made a, made a quick walkthrough of, of how that all works uh, with the new edit city mode. It's pretty fun. You can make your own little, uh, your, own, your own city. You can make it all casinos or all weed dispensaries or, or all factories or all whatever you want. Or, you know, mix and match. Um, so it's, it's a nice little upgrade for, for D-City. So check that out. If you're not playing D-City, you should. It's fun. And it doesn't take any time, which is like, for me, is one of the greatest things about uh, about D-City. 
Uh, I'm currently sitting on 145,000 sin. And how much is that worth? Uh, let's go to Leodex. So, you know, I have put, I remember when D30 first started, I put in like 100 Hive or Steam or whatever it was then. And I've reinvested a lot of that and I've thrown some more in over the year or so that it's been around. Um, so, but I'm still, I'm like in the top 100 of, of cities. Let's see. We're still pretty close to uh, par value, which is uh, 0.005 Hive. And uh, <laughs> just keep it on your ranking, exactly. So where, where am I in my ranking? Let's go to the actual live site. Ba, ba, ba. Ranking. I think I'm still in the top 100. I haven't checked in a little while. Let's search. Neil McSpannon. Oh, 106. Oh, no. I got to do something. I got to reinvest. Let's see where Anarchist is. Oh, 178. Yeah, you need to work on that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, well, who's, who's the other NR? Oh, we've got another one. Oh, you've got two cities. All right. 904. All right. So, so yeah, Gerber and I were talking and uh, we were discussing some of the things that we're planning to, to do in the near future. Like I said, it's going to be a couple months, but uh, it's going to be exciting. Um, I think uh, if any of you guys know Gerber, if you talk to him extensively, then you know kind of where his mind is at. And uh, we're going to be bringing a lot of that, a lot of that sophisticated, um, sophisticated knowledge into Spitterlands. So I think people are going to be really excited about it. So I, I asked him if I could share details and things, and he said no, because <laughs> it's, it's going to be so long. But this is my my secondary announcement of announcement. Unt until then, we still have, you know, Deck 101 is still running. You know, if you have cards that you're looking to sell and you're thinking about burning them, basically if you're selling them for less than 10%-ish, uh, over their burn rate, then you're better off just selling, sending them to deck 101. Uh, you know, and we pay you 101% of their burn rate. So you get a little bit more and there's zero hassle, zero time involved because, you know, you send it one block later, the dark edge crystals are sent to your hive engine account. So, uh, very, uh, very simple. And Ron, no, I don't really want to buy your city. I'm good. Unless you're, unless you're selling for a discount and then I'm interested. Uh, you know, let's, let's check out where Ron is. Uh, 598. Oh, you got nothing. <laughs> you got 193 population, 130 sim income. Not even worth the time. But, you know, still much love. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so, so deck 101, you know, if you're, if you're selling cheap, then set them to deck 101, you'll be better off. Uh, if you are, uh, looking to get some yield on your on your cards that you own, you know, you can set up an account with Deck 404 where somebody else will play the account for you, and then uh, you know you split you split the uh, the winnings basically. So it's a it's a way to get some yield out of out of your <laughs> out of your um, you know your idle assets. So that's that's always something to keep in mind. Uh, you know, I. I have started the process of optimizing my own deck 404 accounts because one of the, uh, so I set them all up before the collection power update 
And, you know, some of them have like silver league cards, but they're all gold foil. So they have like 1 million or 1.5 million collection power, but they're still silver league accounts. And I've got other silver league accounts that are like 60,000, 50,000 uh, collection power because they're all regulars. So, uh, you know, I have to rebalance those. So I'm starting the process of taking like one splinter of gold foil from one account and, and swapping with a regular foil of the same league on another account and trying to balance out so that the collection powers are comparable and, uh, you know, more efficient because, you know, the, at least with my players, uh, the deck four or four accounts, you know, they're not, they're not really placing in the leaderboards. They're not, uh, getting packs as an additional bonus, um, you know, in, in the different leagues. So what, what I'm after is, uh, season, uh, rewards and quest rewards. So I just want them to hit those higher targets as much as they can. And then, you know, if I can put in some gold foil cards, in those accounts and get them up to gold two, you know, uh, from a silver league, or if they're in gold league, get them up to diamond two or something like that. You know, that, that, that bumps the returns up quite a bit. So even unoptimized, I'm still running at like 60%, uh, or no, uh, half of that, uh, the total accounts are like 60%. So like 30% ROI, uh, on, or return on not ROI, but return on assets. Um, cause you know, my investment was so long ago that, uh, the numbers are just insane. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, if you have those idle assets that aren't working on anything because, uh, you know, someday in the future, maybe those cards will be able to work on your lands, but not now, uh, you know, but so might as well get a return while you can. And obviously, you know, rentals, there's been a lot of news that, not a lot of news, but there's been some chatter that, uh, it's been picking up for rentals. You know, all of my cards are now in deck 404, so I'm not doing so much there, but, uh, I thought that was worth taking a look at so let's check out the market here on peak monsters oh and as always you know if you're here live you know chat in the discord we're also connected with theta we're also connected with vim um and then there's you can watch the live stream on on mspwaves.com so uh, or if you're watching the replay you know you obviously see the replay or uh, are listening to it on spotify so if we go to the Peak Monsters Market, and we look at some rentals. Let's look at some betas, I guess. You know, a good... Man, my internet's slow today. Uh, a good thing to look at is always the neutrals, because they tend to be the most in demand. So if we look at, like, Elven Cutthroat, rentals... Ah, there's some available. Uh, people asking 2% a month, 2.7% a month. That's... Uh, that's all aggroed. <laughs> Steam Engine. Uh, let's see who else is, is a popular one. Uh, well, peaceful giant, peaceful giant is like the master of back to basics. Uh, uh, so 3% is going asking, but a bunch are rented at the 2%, 1% range, which is okay. Uh, let's see what's going on in, 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 hmm. let's see what's going on in untamed or not untamed, dice, rather. So I actually recently, this past week, I rounded out my, my dice and opened all, all the dice, and I had to buy a couple cards, but not very much. Um, and so I now have a max set of regular dice. And, uh, you know, I started using the Grenadier here uh, in a couple matches, and that was pretty handy, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got Oppress, he's got Blast, he's got Snare. Uh, so, and he's, you know, three mana. So, you know, I use him with Selenia. 
who has a you know, plus one for the ranged, and now he's a hundred percent efficiency on, uh, on, um, or uh, actually above a hundred percent efficiency on, uh, you know, mana to damage. Uh, he's a little slow, but uh, but does a decent job. So this is interesting. We got we got uh, I don't know how many, not too many, uh, up for rent, but most of them are rented. And you know these are even the low level ones are rented, but the level sixes are going at uh, pretty cheap, one percent, one point seven percent a month. Um, so there's definitely room there to push those prices up because there seems to be enough demand there. Uh, who else is in dice? Uh, oh, you know who's who's great in the dice is um, which summoner is it? I think it's uh, Auster. Auster does great. Just because he's got magic reflect on everything. So, looks like the some of them are renting at 2% a month. And we got Lorna. She's got Divine Shield and everything. And not too many of those are rented. So, eh, it's interesting. Uh, I've seen I've run into Mylor crowling a couple times. Uh, that's kind of a pain, <laughs> getting thorns on everything. You know, if it's a if it's a melee mayhem kind of match, that's pretty handy. And cannabis cup is everywhere on these. So again, renting for like one percent a month. Yeah. So yeah, there's some activity there. Uh, prices aren't real high. So you know, I'd rather uh, put them through deck four or four and get you know a three percent a month return or two and a half percent than than rent them individually. At one percent, but then you have to have enough cards to make that work. So there's a balance there. Uh, but yeah, so someday when lands roll out, we will have a place to put all of our idle assets. Uh, but you know, it's November 2020, November 17th, and I think you know I'm really expecting Christmas 2021. <laughs> that's my that's my cautious. Uh, timeline for for lands to actually be rolled out you know beyond the pre-sales beyond the you know inter incremental uh things of like oh you can see the map you know but for actual full functionality that's that's my expectation they're saying uh six to twelve months you know aggroed and yab and all that but uh i don't know you know timelines are tricky so i always want to be more conservative uh and be less disappointed <laughs> so uh, I know people are going to be upset at, you know, when month eight rolls in and there's still nothing. Uh, so you just, you gotta, you gotta set your mental expectations to the, uh, to, to the realistic numbers. You know, they said 12 months, it'll be 14. Okay. Uh, but you know, we got, uh, pre-sale number two is beginning in the phase. Uh, so let's, let's visit the shop there. So yeah, it's a long time. It is a long time. So we are 10 days away from pre-sale number two. And uh, let's go ahead and check out the post. It's worth talking about. Official updates. Do, do, do. Gold Foil Press. Pre-sale stage two details. All right. So if any of you have not read this, um, you should. It's worth It's worth talking about or worth looking at. So we all know that the people who lost out on round one with the regions are guaranteed a spot in round two. I am one of those. I have already put in for round two, and you can see that 
in the screenshot, the guaranteed regents is four. So I'm one of those four. I think uh, Byzantinist is uh, one of those. And I think Crypto, I always get the Cryptos confused. Crypto Reaper, Crypto Eater. Uh, it's not Cryptomancer, so I know it's not that one. Uh, but I think one of them is one of the four, and I'm not sure who the fourth is. Uh, it might be Matt Clark. But uh, yeah, so there were 23 of those. So I'm expecting a good chunk of those to be redeemed. I mean, maybe 18, something like that. And then whatever the remainder is up to the 30,000 plots level will be up for lottery. So the way they're doing it is not quite the way I recommended. So obviously I think it's inferior. <laughs> uh, uh, Crypto Reaper got two out of two last time. Okay, so it's not Crypto Reaper. Uh, oh, and Biz, Biz hasn't put in his orders either. Okay. So they're doing a lottery system. The And, oh, he's, you've got the list. All right. Let's hear it. So while you're, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll talk about the lottery here. So the 7,000 or more remaining plots will be made available to all players via a lottery system similar to the one used in the first pre-sale. The main difference being that this time lottery entries will be available for land purchases of any size from a single plot up to a full region. There will still be a limit of one entry into the second land pre-sale lottery per account. All types of land purchases will be part of the same lottery drawing and there will not be separate pools for plot tracked or region purchases. And that's what I had suggested. As an example, assuming there are 7,000 plots available in total for the lottery, if the first entry chosen is for two tracks, then 200 plots will be subtracted from the total, leaving 6,800 available. If the next entry is chosen for 30 plots, then there will be 6,770 left available. If the next entry chosen is for a region, then there will be 5,770 left available. This will continue until there are no land plots left available or there are no more eligible entries. Uh, and it'll start at 1,600 UTC on November 28th. So it'll be some Thanksgiving weekend fun. Uh, Tamishan. I don't know who Tamishan is. Uh, Tough Cat and Matt Clark. All right. I got one of them. <laughs> and me, obviously. So I was 50% right. Uh, so I am, uh, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me, right? Because I got my guaranteed spot. But I think that putting everybody into the same pool with tracks and plots and regions, I think that's a mistake. Uh, simply because, you know, there are plenty of scenarios where, you know, it's not going to be, you know, people will be crowded out basically by the large uh, tract or the, by the large region buyers. So, uh, you know, I, th I think there's, there's, there's too much opportunity for bad feelings on the part of the small players here. So uh, that's why I think, you know, I, as I outlined in my post that I talked about last week, you know, having a separate pool for uh, a separate limited pool for regions and a separate limited pool for tracks and a separate limited pool for, or, or the remainder pool for plots uh, would be better. But obviously, you know, uh, they did not see it that way. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm expecting many hurt feelings and cries of, uh, of outrage and crimination and, and all that kind of stuff come November 28th. But it'll be what it'll be. So, uh, you know, like I said, I got my guaranteed region. I'm getting my, uh, what is that, a legendary token or totem or whatever it is uh, with my, due to my loss. So, you know, well, uh, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, you can trade in Praetorian titles, but you can only downgrade. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, I hadn't noticed that detail before. So, you know, you can, you can take one Praetorian, which is a region owner, and trade it in for 10 Explorator titles. Uh, which is, you know, a tract owner, but you can't combine uh, tracks into, 
into uh, um, into a Praetorian uh, kind of title. So, you know, I think Praetorian titles are going to be pretty rare. Uh, you know, there's going to be, I mean, there'll be some pools, there'll be some guilds, um, and there's going to be, you know, a few region owners, and that'll be it. So if the titles end up having any in-game effect, I think they're going to be a little bit sought after. Uh, the Uniswap liquidity provider rewards are, has been implemented, which was a lot of fun. I was able to do that. Um, and then, you know, so I claimed mine. I got like 18. Uh, I think it was 18. Let's go to my inventory here. You know, I do like the new inventory system. Uh, I wish it had a, uh, a tab or a button at the top rather than going in through cards. But, uh, but yeah, I've got a uh, Summoner Spellbook. I've got an Untamed uh, title right now. And I've got my land token. And where is the other thing? Uh, yeah. Uh, and Biz is saying, for smaller players who want plots, they can join my middle pool. I'm committing both of my two guarantee regions, 2,000 plots worth to smaller players at cost, which is $9 a plot. Whereas buying normally this round is $12 a plot. Buying normally last round was $10.50 per plot. So, yeah, that's that's very mighty kind of you, Biz, to, to get that done. Um, but, you know, even so, there's going to be hard feelings. Because, uh, you know, there's plenty of players who are not on, on, on Peak D. They're not on uh, any of the Hive blogging sites. They're not on Discord. Um... And then they come on Discord when they get upset, you know. <laughs> so, so there's always going to be those those lone wolf people. Um, and you know, if you come into the site, uh, you know, as a as a new player, I don't know how much you would actually see as far as um, I mean, there's this community thing here, uh, which will which does what? Where did it go? Did it go anywhere? Did it rumble? Learn more. Next event. Yeah, so that doesn't even work. Uh, oh, here we go. Discord. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's not really front and center to the to the game experience that the community is such an important piece. So I think there's a lot of people who just don't know. Uh, there's you know there's the little guilds thing, uh, but you know, that's that's not that's not terribly noticeable unless you are you are pointed to it because you know you can play tournaments all by yourself. You can play. You can battle in in um, in ranked all by yourself. So I, I I think there should be some kind of more emphasis on the community stuff uh, rather than just this one thing here. But you know, it'll be what it'll be. So there is there is definitely an, an advantage to being hooked into the community. So speaking of Peak D though, I saw that Isaria had some new music out for Splinterlands this week. Uh, let's see if I can actually find it. Uh, ah, here we go. Lakes of Asmari. So let's see what this sounds like.
so that's pretty nice. Um, you know, Asbury is, I guess, one of the water, uh, one of the water areas, and it sounds to me like that's going to be some kind of um, not dungeon, but um, uh, you know, water themed area. It's just kind of background music. So uh, I liked it. That was actually the first time. <laughs> Normally, I pre-screen these things, but I've done. Like no prep at all for today, so <laughs> you know it's been uh, it's been the fly by the seat of my pants kind of day. And I see we got Agrod in here, Agrodar, one of our illustrious founders, uh, just lurking in the background. Welcome, uh, Paul has joined us. Yasik has joined us. Who else? Cyberblock. Welcome. And yeah, so you know, join in the the live chat if you're listening to one of these recordings. It's it's more fun. Now, I, like I said at the beginning, I did screw up the timing of things. You know, I was, I was just too busy looking at this Bitcoin chart. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so pretty. We're at 17,600. So it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's just hard to look at anything else. And, you know, I will, uh, I will go ahead and take a look at my my collection here, not deck 101, my other collection. What do I think it means for Splinterlands? Well, that's an interesting question, Agrid. Uh So, actually, I, I will talk about that, because why not? So right now we're at 84, which is uh, pretty close to last week. I think that's up a little bit, but I also you know, got some more dice. Uh, so Paul's asking, thoughts on Mystery Card going away and land plots being added? I, you know, I understand that the new mystery card, you know, creating a new mystery card every, what is it, what is it 180 days, um, is difficult, um, you know, with balancing issues and all that kind of stuff. So I, I still, I, it's hard to say. It, it depends a lot on how it's actually implemented as far as the math goes. I haven't really followed it up that much as far as, you know, how many plots are, are available in Mysteries and how many... Because, uh, you know, under the under the Mystery card, you had one. One every other day. So uh, if there were, you know, 500 Mystery potions active, uh, you know, th that's a thousand entries every two days. So your chances of winning were one out of a thousand. Uh, I don't think there were that many mystery potions um, there, but uh, but it was it's a pretty rare card. So I ma I've made it a point of getting a PJ uh, uh, Archmage Arius, and uh, I even got a Mighty Dragon, which I <laughs> way overpaid for apparently because you know I just wasn't patient. Uh, five slots per day for two hundred days. Okay, so I mean if if we look at at the valuations there, uh, let's go to the market. And we can see that, let's see, Arius. Okay, so Archmage, Arius. There are 899 uh, regular foils, and there are 10 gold foils. Um, let's see. So they are going for oh, a lot. Let's, let's do some spreadsheets, all right? I know you can't see this, but uh, so let's see. AA regular, AA gold, DCX market, uh, sound, 
What sound? Can you hear me? I mean, my, my thing is moving. Okay. Is that Thornstath worth, worth that much? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so there's 800, 899, uh, well, let's just say 87 uh, cards because they're all max, you know. There's 87 cards, and then there's three of those. Market value is, uh, let's say, 33. And, uh, you know, it's not worth $20,000. It's worth, let's go with the bid. Okay. So it's going to be that times 10 times that. And it's going to be that times four times that. Okay. So, so the total value of all the Archmage's areas is about 30,000 right now. And then, what are we looking at here, Gruber? Level four, level four of what? Oh, level four Archmage. <laughs> Buy my Archmage. Okay. Okay, so then we got PJs. PJ Gold. It's okay, so there are 83 again, or 83 regular PJs, and there are seven golds. All right. Market value is 30 bucks, and let's do well, 146.805. All right. So same deal there. So uh, again, about 29,000 on the PJs. And then for the mighty Dricken. <laughs> All right, so let's see. There are nine, 89 of those. Dricken regular is 89, and Dricken gold is uh, one. Okay. Dricken gold is one. And market value there, oh, 1230. Just destroyed. All right. So equals that plus that. All right. So uh, Archimedes area is 30,471. And the PJs, 29,010. Uh, Drickens, 11,534. So let's take the average of those. And we get 23,672. All right. So 23,672 over uh, uh, 180 days is 13, 131 a day. Okay, so 131 of value delivered through the previous mystery cards per day while they were active, while they were in print, compared to five plots per day for 200 days. So, I mean, per 200 days doesn't really matter. Five plots a day is, you know, at full retail is going to be $100. Um and so, I mean, we're in the we're in the ballpark. Uh, it's it's a middle ground between you know the PJ and the Dricken, and uh, you know, so I think that's reasonable. Uh, you know, as far as as far as utility you get out of it, I mean, you know, a single plot if you win as as a as a, uh, as a mystery potion opener, that's that's not as attractive because I mean the potential win is i mean the expected value is pretty close but the but the variance is is much much different so you know if i'm a gambler uh then <laughs> gerber runner throwing down in the bronze leagues 
if, if I'm a gambler, I want to have not just the expected value, but I want to have that, that, that big win. So, if, I mean, if you get a gold Archmage Arius, then you are through the moon, right? And, you know, everybody else is a little bit jealous, which is even better for you. And other people want to get that. So I, I think it's just not as sexy to win maybe a plot. Uh, and, and, you know, plots are cool. And, you know, I'm happy that I got my 18 of them. Uh, that's what I was looking for before. Uh, did they actually show up? Uh, oh, there we go. Land plot claim, 18. That's right. So, uh, you know, I got mine through the liquidity pool, which was fun. Uh, but, you know, so I think the appeal of mystery potions is greatly, greatly reduced, um, even though the math works out to be about the same. Um, just because, you know, that's how human nature is. You've got to feed that dop dopaminergic uh, circuit in your brain. Um, but, yeah, so Agrod asked a, a nice little softball question here. What, what do I think that chart means for, for Splinterlands and the fact that uh, Bitcoin's at 17.6? So currently nothing. <laughs> but in the future... Welcome to the future. Uh, you know, when people are crypto millionaires, then they're going to be, uh, one, there's going to be a lot more people in crypto, uh, which we're already starting to see happen, you know, with, uh, you know, PayPal is rolling out their service. Uh, and they, I, I think they, I read the other day that they were going to limit it, but then it just, there was so much demand that they just said, okay, everybody can do it. So, you know, the more people that are in crypto, you know, the more people become interested in crypto projects like Splinterlands. So I think long term, you know, high prices of Bitcoin and, you know, Bitcoin going to, um, you know, 100,000 or 250,000 is it's great for Splinterlands. Now, with that said, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the, the pricing of Dark Energy Crystals and how that's uh, basically putting a limit on on what can be done. Uh, with the with the ecosystem because you know so we have the burn value floor and I talked about this a little bit last week we have the burn value floor where uh, you know the the card is worth however many dark energy crystals and we know that the uh, the game redeems dark energy crystals for packs and things at uh, at a you know a thousand to one ratio so <laughs> who keeps the PayPal keys <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know, the, basically for the, for the current edition, uh, effectively the, the maximum price of Dark Energy could be is uh, about, you know, four to one. And that's, and once it goes above that, the arbitrage becomes available so that you could buy packs with credits and then burn them and then sell the Dark Energy Crystals. So there's very little chance for the, for the value of Dark Energy Crystals to go above that. Now, for all the in-print cards, they are tied to that. Uh, for out-of-print cards, they can appreciate more. So, um, so you know, I think that's that's a, a limiting a limiting factor on the growth um, of of everything. So, but when when you have Bitcoin at two hundred fifty thousand and people come in and say, oh yeah, I'll, I'll spend you know point oh one uh, BTC on on you know these cards or whatever, and it'll, it'll be fun. Then I think we can see some of those values you know fluctuate. Uh, you know, to the high side, much more. And uh, so, you know, long-term, high high prices of cryptos, A, you just have those crypto millionaires out there wiping out uh, whole asset classes, and B, you just have more people in the space. So both of those things are good for, uh, 
uh, for uh, Splinterlands. Uh, so Dallas is asking who keeps the PayPal keys. So I actually wrote, uh, I think I wrote a post on this. Uh, let me see if I actually did that. Let's check my Leo Finance blog. Uh, you know, so the fundamental principle of crypto of not your keys, not your crypto applies. So, you know, PayPal is not, here we go. It, you know, PayPal's thing is not actually cryptocurrency. It is a derivative because what you are buying and selling is a, is a claim relative to the price of those cryptos. And whether it's Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Litecoin, uh, because there's no actual exchangeability. It's just you can you can buy from PayPal, you can sell to PayPal, or you can transfer to another PayPal customer who can then buy or sell uh, back and forth to PayPal. So, you know, it's it's a it's a bit of a walled garden there. And what you're doing is, you know, nothing on blockchain. So it's just it's it's the same thing like MetalPay does, where you you are. You are dealing with these price, these these uh, you know objects that are derivatives and priced based on this other asset. Um, you know, what if PayPal gets hacked? Well, then you know millions and millions of people are screwed <laughs> if PayPal gets hacked. So uh, hopefully they have some some good security, and I imagine you know they have the funds to to do a good job on that. I'm not too concerned about hacking as I am just uh, you know people not knowing what they're buying, you know, and Paul's asking, there are some commons in the market. Well, it's not a question. There are commons in the market where only one max is available and pretty thin market out there for some cards. And that is absolutely true. So, uh, if you look in, in the market, let's say not for a Drakken, but let's say, you know, untamed is in print. So it should be the most liquid. So let's go to untamed. Come on. What is going on here? Anarchist says, imagine not owning the keys to your crypto. <laughs> Come on. Untamed. Let's refresh. Maybe that's it. Uh, it looks like Rondon won round one against Gerber. Well, now they're doing round two. Coinbase is down. <laughs> yeah, it was trending on Twitter the other day. You know, it's, it's just crazy. So uh, if we're going to take, uh, let's change the log chart. Uh, you know, I've written a good bit about uh, the price of Bitcoin. And, you know, to me, the cycle high is going to be in that $250,000 range. And that's simply because of this chart here. So I made a post about this, but I'll, I'll share with you guys directly. So, you know, we had the, we, this is a log chart, so this is an exponentially rising uh, curve that's a straight line. And during the previous cycle, it, you know, we had uh, an expansion away from that baseline exponential curve of 1,200%. So if we do the same thing with this exponential curve that we're on, let me see if I can actually get it on the screen. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I kind of got to zoom out here. Da, da, da. Let's expand that. There we go. Now you can see it. So that puts us up at the uh, up at the two hundred thousand uh, dollar range, and I, I think that's realistic. You know, I put it on Reddit, and people say, "Oh, nice that you're being realistic." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, actually, I am," uh, because this is this is how prices work. 
you know, you know, the law of supply and demand tells us that prices are exponential and, you know, of all prices. Now, in most asset classes, it doesn't make that much of a difference because whether it's exponential or linear, because the curve of the exponent is very, very low. Uh, and, you know, the amount of time you need to go to see that exponential behavior is so great that it just doesn't matter for everyday life. Um, me meanwhile, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, buying, you know, Cokes from a vending machine for 50 cents was, you know, high retail and you go to Walmart and you get it for 10 cents and that's no longer the case. <laughs> so now, uh, you know, they're two bucks or whatever it is. I haven't actually bought a soda, uh, from a vending machine in a very long time. So it might be higher. I don't know. Uh, so business saying someone mentioned there are no max parasitic growth up for rental. Parasitic growth is a very in-demand card. So that'd be a good one to see. Uh, so let's see, Parasite. All right, so for card rentals, bah, 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 regular foil. Uh, there's two level 10s. They're in cooldown. And let's see, what's... And there's a third one that's being rented. So yeah, there's definitely demand there uh, for the high levels. Uh, clearly, these people need to bump up their prices. You know, uh, PBJ214 is getting 6% uh, a month. And, you know, that's that's a nice premium. So, you know, the way Peak Monsters quotes those is monthly. So you're talking, uh, you know, 70, uh, 72% a year. That's not bad. <laughs> Better than a sharp stick in the eye. Uh, so on the buy side, let's see what we got. We got 1,023 available. Uh, oops. Let's go to the bulk. 1200. Uh, okay, so we can get 1200 BCX. How about 1600? Oh, we, so there are not four, uh, there are less than four max regular foils to be bought on the market. Uh, Llama is, so Agrid's saying Llama, he suspects is going to go through the proof soon. Llama's a great card. I think it's really underappreciated. And I know it's new and all that. And I haven't really had any. Um, I think I've had one Earth Quest since it came out, but I used it a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what it is. There's there's virtually no depth in the market. Uh, Smalp, so, you know, again, that's Agrid, has a couple for rent on the max level, and he's the only one. Uh, but at card listings, you know, there's there's 10 cards. There's not even, not even one max uh, regular foil available. So that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty thin. And I mean, we can look at some of the other cards. Um, Llama is cute. Llama is cute. Uh, whoever, whoever came up with that design, I think did a good job. I think it was somebody's kid. Uh, so let's look at some rares. Uh, Unicorn Mustang. So let's look at Unicorn Mustang. There's 212 cards available. Let's find out how much BCX though. Uh, ba -ba -ba. So let's see, 400. There's not even one, not even one, or I know, <laughs> what am I saying? This is a rare card. So there are 283 BCX available, which makes for two and change, uh, two and change max level unicorn Mustangs. Uh, let's look at an epic. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see, I use Warchang a lot. I don't see other people use it so much, but I think it's a great card. Uh, so we've got 59 cards available. Uh, I think it's trying to say anemic, which is not spelled that way, but whatever. So we need 46 for a max. 
So let's do 46. Okay, we can get 46. What about 92? We cannot get 92. There's there's barely more than one max level warching available. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very thin market. And so, you know, if we get some of these, you know, these Bitcoin whales who are who are new rich coming in and buying up some cards, the market is just gone. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when that happens, you know, if there's if there's demand and no supply, prices have to rise. So that's that's a plus. But like I said, all, in an aggregate value, there's a there's a cap on untamed because of the way the dark energy crystal market works. So uh, you have to keep an eye on that. So right now, um, if we go over to, you know, the PAX calculator. Uh, so we're looking at, uh, let me just do 500 here. So we're looking at a buck 34, a pack uh, of expected value with potions. And that's, uh, that's doing all right. You know, we're, we're nowhere near flipping at that point. Uh, we got to get up to $2. Before that is a thing, uh, not even two dollars. A dollar sixty-eight or whatever it is, uh, when you factor in the the max level um, discounts and everything. So, you know, it's uh, it's an issue. So, two curious is saying, is the market not too thin? Basically, not enough cards for potential new players. So, yes and no. Um, the the card market is currently underpriced relative to packs. So. As, as the prices rise, as liquidity drains uh, from the card markets, then uh, that will change. And more packs will be bought, and those, the cards in those will either be burned or will be uh, you know, put on the market for sale. So, I mean, it is, you know, the, the market is, to some degree, self-correcting. So, you know, the, there's an old commodities joke where, you know, the cure for high prices is high prices, and the cure for low prices is low prices. Because, you know, the, the, peop the market participants react to all those things. So uh, I'm not concerned about new players because the, uh, the, word, the, worst case, um, the worst case outcome is that people just buy packs. Now, uh, where are we in the pack count is a question. Because that could run out. And I don't know, Agarot, if you are willing to share any information or anything about the thing after Untamed. If there is anything ready or if it's still in, you know, very much on the, on the drawing board. So we've got 683,555 packs remaining. So if we go to uh, my pack calculator, <laughs> it will self-correct. That's right, Inertia. It will self-correct. Uh, so the sold out ones, yeah, those can moon in value. Absolutely. Um, you know, there is a, uh, there is a, uh, a thing you have to keep in mind with regard to the the burn values of those things, uh, and you know the dark energy crystals. So you know there's going to be some some adjustments with those. Uh, so Chaos Legion is, I guess, the name of the next set. That's that's a that's a fun name, I gotta say. <laughs> All right. So you know for new players coming in, you got to think what are they going to do. So like a single new player, uh, if if they're just a player and not a you know a uh, a speculator, not a not a business person, not an empire builder. You know they need a max set, right? So uh, how many cards? How many packs do they need? They need. Uh, let's try. Eight hundred. No, that's not it. Uh, they need twelve hundred. Uh, not 
quite. So that's not going to get them there. Let's try 1600. No, nope, that's half a diamond. So I mean, we're in the we're in the neighborhood of 2400, 2500 packs to get you know a max level deck. Um, <laughs> Paul's saying chaos is a good ability name. I wonder if that's planned. I I think it's um, you know potentially unintentional. So, so, you know, 2,500 uh, packs of untamed, it, you know, if we divide that by 575, you know, we're talking about 575, that's 4.3 of those. So, uh, let's see, equals that times 575 plus that times 110 plus that. So, two of those. So yeah, so we need, you know, four Monster Maverick packs and then two of the hundred. And, uh, you know, that's that's a good chunk of change. <laughs> so that's, you know, uh, four grand and then, and then uh, yeah, 40, 4,400 bucks, something like that. So, you know, that's, that's going to take uh, a while to, to even get through 680. So, you know, how many max level players do we need? Divided by that. So we need 270 uh, max level players to eat up 680,000 untamed packs. So it's going to be still a little while. Um, and two curious to say exactly how are we going to get thousands of new players. So, well, one, they won't all be max level players. Uh, you know, the vast majority of players, it's going to be, you know, Pareto. It's going to be... Uh, you know, mostly people in bronze and silver and gold, and then, you know, fewer and fewer as you go up up the league ladder. And they have their next expansion pack ready. So I'm not too concerned about, you know, onboarding the masses, <laughs> you know, as a <laughs> as the old steam joke goes. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the capacity is there. The, the open question is what will happen to card prices uh, you know, during that time. And, and again, the, the imprint are, are limited by the, by the print rate and the print cost. So, you know, but it's those out of print cards that have uh, a lot of, of upside potential. Now, as we've seen with alpha, you know, there's a, it's kind of a double-edged sword because the higher the price, the lower the liquidity. So, you know, I, I have in my account, uh, you know, so much alpha that it's, uh, it's, you know, crazy. Um, you know, I own 3% of all the alphas. So, you know, how do you, how do you sell all that? Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So that's actually not as bad as I thought. So of, of the 82, 27 is alpha only. And, you know, but that's, that's very hard to move. Now, the good side, the good side is that, you know, with the deck 404 servers, I put those cards to work and, you know, they're earning, uh, you know, uh, season rewards and quest rewards. And when lands comes out, you know, I imagine some of those we put to work on the land, you know, as my, as my indentured servants or, or whatever it is to, you know, however the mechanics of it end up working. So, uh, there will be utility in that. Uh, but, but if I wanted to actually sell and, and, and do the whole thing, um, it's going to be tough. Uh, either most, unless demand is crazy, 
uh, I probably have to take a, a good discount against the market value to sell the whole thing. Or uh, this is something I've, I've also considered is to actually wrap it up and sell a whole business of Splinterlands. And, uh, oh, <laughs> Rondon saying there's only four llamas on the market uh, now. Uh, Too Curious says, me too. I own a lot of alpha. Someone will need to be wanting to pay that price. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think if, if, you know, I have a lot of, um, a lot of connections in the, in the, in the, let's say sub $10 million uh, M&A space where, um, you know, people are buying and selling businesses. So, you know, I, you know, when crypto is hot, I could very easily wrap that up inside a business. It's already inside a business. It's inside my corporation, but um, I can wrap that up and then sell it as a package. And I think that is uh, perfectly doable. But selling individual cards is going to be, you know, hard, uh, you know, during the time, just because the prices will just be crazy. So, you know, it's, uh, there's always a double-edged sword of, you know, uh, high price versus liquidity, high price versus liquidity. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. If and when we onboard thousands of new players, then, you know, that's, that's a difficulty I'm willing to accept. <laughs> uh, Paco says, put them all on the lands and we are done with the alphas. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, uh, so, you know, I, I put in my, my guaranteed region uh, purchase. And so that's a thousand plots. And then I'm, I have 18 from the liquidity pool. And now all of my dark energy crystals are you know, sucked up and gone. So, um, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to work on building up my, my, uh, my stake again, but you know, the, uh, you know, worst case scenario, let's say there's only one card per plot and then there's, you know, 60 or 70% of the plots actually need uh, a monster on the land. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, six or 700 cards, which is, um, a decent amount. Uh, so I have in total, I have what I have, let's wait for peak monsters. Do, do, do. I have 18,000 cards. Is that right? Uh, let me go over to SM voter hut and see what, see what the bot says say top 10 uh, yeah I'm nowhere near the top 10 in cards because I have so many combined but um, BCX um, number oh just behind small on BCX <laughs> that's a fun one you could just focus on your legendary land plot cards yeah I mean it, it all depends on, on the implementation and what ends up being the rules and all those kinds of things. So if it ends up being multiple cards per plot, then that gives you a great deal more capacity, obviously, uh, you know, compared to just one per plot. And if, if every plot could use an assigned monster or summoner versus just some of them, you know, so we have to wait and see how this all shakes out. And I would ask Agra, but I don't even think he knows for sure, uh, because, you know, this is all very, very early uh, in the stage. Um, speaking of which I saw, I saw somebody in the discord, uh, earlier today talking about the, uh, the land presale and everything complaining about how it's like, Oh, you know, I wish we knew more about these things. It's like, well, that's, that's why it's a presale. <laughs> that's why it's discounted. 
uh, you know, so you gotta, you gotta take into account that, you know, I, I wish, I hope it doesn't happen, but you know, yeah, we could get run over by a bus and, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. But if it did, then a lot of value goes out the window. Um, so, you know, these are, these are risks that you take. So, you know, it is, it is what it is basically. So you have to, you have to, uh, take that into account when you're engaging in any kind of, any kind of presale. Uh, Claiborne saying PayPal crypto is a joke. That is true. Uh, $13 llamas. Well, let's see what's happening at the llama market. Whoever's selling llamas, you owe me a commission. <laughs> oh, that's, the, that's mine. Uh, llama llama. You know, my, my kids watch a cartoon called Llama Llama. And it's about Llama Llama, the kid, and Mama Llama, his mother. And she's a single mom. It's uh, quite uh, progressive. So there are now seven available cards for the scarred Llama Mage. And they start at $13 and go up to $800. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes people pay the crazy prices. You know, so you can't, you can't fault the guy for listing it. Uh, but, you know, chances of, of that working out are slim. Anyway, uh, it has been an hour, wouldn't you know? So uh, I want to thank you all for coming. Uh, normally, following me would be the Scaredy Cat Investor Show, but he's on hiatus because he's doing some investor stuff. But uh, that's it for this week, and we'll see you next time.